What's going on, y'all? Which camera are we looking at? It's interesting. Which one? I guess it don't even matter. But what's going on, everybody? Mark Blair, Money Coach MB. I'm out here with my guy, Jeremiah Abu Bak. What up, bro? I already know. Listen, man, we just wanted to come to you guys just to, to talk really about uh, business, of real estate, entrepreneurship, all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to let y'all know, this guy right here, Jeremiah, <laughs> I didn't know him from Adam. But before I even get into it or anything about him realistically, I just want him to tell people who you are. Let them know how you got here. Yeah, man. Um, Jeremiah Abu Baka of Own Real Estate. I've been here about two years. Um, obviously, made a transition from my last brokerage over here. And then obviously, it's night and day in regards to my production. Um, last year in 2020, I did $8.5 in volume. And this year, thus far, in the first four months, I'm at $7.5 million. So... Man, it's, it's definitely an honor and a pleasure to be a part of the brokerage, man, and, and accept and making sure it grows. And so, man, yeah, we just trying to turn up, man, in 2021 and just chop it up, man. That's it. So, so let's talk, man. We don't even want to get into nothing scripted. Before right. I even came in, yo, what we talking about? What we talking about? <laughs> we talking about whatever, man. This is how we want to talk. Let's go. Talk to me and let everybody know how you even got to this place right now. Walk me through even your childhood, where you from. You yeah. know what I mean? Let people kind of know where you at. Yeah, um, for sure. Just even how you got to this place here. Let's walk us through that little journey. Yeah, man, man. Born and raised in Washington, D.C. Um, mom passed away. I was six years old. Lived with my dad for the most part of my childhood. Um, and obviously, as you know, growing up in Washington, D.C., man, it's some tough neighborhoods. And so, you know, a lot of my friends didn't make it out. You know what I'm saying? I was fortunate enough to do so. Um, and so I was kind of bouncing myself all over the place. Once I graduated high school, um, I ended up getting my CDL after about three years out of high school at 21, and that's been my primary career okay. um, up until about mm, eight years ago when I got my real estate license. Um, and so I was kind of dual agent doing both, and then I ended up transitioning from working uh, DPW as well as Metro at the same time, as well as trying to establish my game in real estate. So I, had, I was doing three things at one time. <laughs> so yeah, um, so hold on, hold on. You had, you had your CDL yeah. license, mm -hmm. you worked for DPW, DPW which stands for Department of Public, Public Works. Works. Yeah. Metro, yeah. so you work in DPW and Metro at the same time? Yeah, man, I was going to work, I was getting up at 5 a.m. in the morning, going to DPW, gotta be there by 6.30, getting off there at 2.30, Going straight there, getting on the bus ride at 3.30, getting off at 11 p.m., doing that every day for five days a week. So it's starting to make sense, y'all. It's starting to make sense how <laughs> successfully is in real estate. When you start talking about around yeah. the clock, everybody want to talk about, oh, I'm going to work corporate. Yeah, he worked corporate, but he actually <laughs> worked corporate. You know yeah. what I mean? He worked the mess out of it. Yeah. But, um, okay, so you did that, DPW, Metro, and Which, then. But crazy, the crazy part is. I got hurt at DPW for about six months. I heard my knee tore my uh, my meniscus in my knee. Okay, so I on the job. Off, on the job. Okay. So I was off for about six months, but when I got to the tail end of me being off, I applied to Metro. So I used those two months off and went to training. Mm. By the time I got back to DPW, I had two full time jobs. Mm. And so and I and that and I also got real estate license while I was off too. So then when I got back, I was like. I got to figure out how I'm going to manage all wow. three of these things and, and make sure that I give real estate appropriate, appropriate time. So 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 on the, so how long did you run DPW and Metro at the same time? For about two years. What? Until somebody told on me. Somebody was like, man, y'all know y'all got a, a, a CDL <laughs> driver doing, you can't 
by law, you're not supposed to have two CDO operating jobs full time at the same time. It's by law because you got a certain amount of drive hours. So, oh, so you had the CDL license was actually working on the government side. You was using that yeah. as like, oh, mm-hmm. that was part of the, okay. Yeah, so okay. I was I was stacking. I was killing people. You know what I'm <laughs> you saying? You was stacking. <laughs> you know what you saying? was stacking for real. I thought I was stacking at, at yeah, that some point and double dipping and working the job in real estate. That's all I had. And I was you doing know? and on the weekends. I was doing real estate. So I was right, right. I was trying to do all three and then. Wow. I knew that I couldn't continue and build real estate because that was my ultimate goal was okay. to not work for nobody, go into real estate and do right. that full time. Okay. So I gradually, over the years, I got rid of Metro first. I resigned okay. probably about four years in. Okay. Um, and then I was doing real estate and DPW. Okay. And then, obviously, as you know, two years ago, I went full time. Full time. Right. So <laughs> so let's talk about that. So um, I'm in the office one time. I had just opened up. Mm-hmm. Um for a few months in, you know what I mean, a year and maybe if that. Yeah. And uh, I get a phone call, you know, mm-hmm. Jeremiah. You know what I mean? My name's Jeremiah. And it was funny because when you called me, it was just really, yo, what's going on? My name's Jeremiah. I just heard, you know what I'm saying? I just heard yeah. something. And 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 we wasn't, I don't even know how, I mean, I think it was a, a, a mutual, I guess one of the agents in here that, yeah. that, that um, told you about me. Mm-hmm. But what made you call? Like even, what did you hear? Because we wasn't even on social media at that time, nah. or nothing. You know what I mean. So what made you? What made you go with just picking up the phone to call me? And there's yeah. four thousand other brokerages out here. You know. Well, well, the young lady that referred me, she just said she had a conversation with you. She liked what she heard. Um, and I'm always a person to keep an open mind. Like I'm never one of them people that's closed minded. So I always at least listen. As we talk now, when we talk, talk about recruiting right. other agents, right. people just like, nah, I don't want to hear it. I'm stuck with this broker. That's right. that's never been me. Right. Um, now I am a loyal person, especially if I'm getting everything that I think I'm supposed to be getting based right. off of what was promised to me. Um, however, um, the um, <clears throat> I think based off of the conversation I had with her, it was like, man, let me just hear hear out, what, you know, what he offering. Mm-hmm. So. First, one of the questions I asked you on the phone was like, man, how, basically when you told me what you offer, I was like, how you make your money? And you right. was like, we'll talk about it when you I see it. Right, when you get it, right? Don't know <laughs> right, right, yeah, right, right. I understand. But, um, but yeah, once I heard that, I was like, yeah, I definitely got to come in the office and now sit down with you and have that conversation and, and, and all she wrote. So, yeah. So, so yeah. So, and, and, and when we talked about it, it was just like, it was organic. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you came in and, of course, like a lot of people, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get back to you. I'm going to let you know and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I know I was still learning to follow up. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how do I, how do I press these people out? But, you know, I'll follow up every now and again and stuff. And I guess you was just kind of setting yourself up to really make the transition because what I know, you're not a, you're not a hasty dude, right? You're not yeah. going to just, yeah. you know, flat out just go. You're going to exactly. analyze the stuff. You're going to see what's good. Yeah. And, um, you know, how has it been? How has it been from the time you started um, even till now, like walk me through that process. Cause even when, yeah, I'll let you talk about that. Yeah. So, so even before we get there, like it, it wasn't even a tough decision. Like I knew based off of what you was offering that it was more than what I was receiving in my previous brokerage. However, I had a level of loyalty that I had to that right. previous broker. I mean, right. she was just like family right. to me. And so, um, the conversation that we had throughout that process of kind of figuring out which way I wanted to go. It, that conversation kind of helped me make my decision and make it easy, even mm-hmm. though I knew in the back of my mind, like, I know I can flourish over here. I know I can learn. Mm-hmm, I can, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. excel um, from where I was. And so um, at that point, like, when I came into the office and then my mindset wasn't really never to be a part of no leadership team, I was just trying to come in here and learn and grind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say probably maybe four or five months in, I started seeing some momentum gain. Um, and that first year, I think it was 2019, I think I did about 
four million, three or half, mm-hmm. four million, something like that. Mm-hmm. I was like third in the office behind Shaylee and um, Chris. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. after that, after that, that meeting or um, award ceremony, I, in my mind, I was like, I'm gonna be number one. Right. And right. that was at, after 19. And so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I started studying more. You know, obviously some deals came in, which gained more experience. And right. then obviously having conversations with you and other agents, just learning and soaking up all the information I could. And now we here. I mean, twenty twenty, like I said, was was my um, my best year as far as volume. And so, you know. So and 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 I want to be able. I want to be clear, <clears throat> even with with the people that's listening, is when when brokerages and and I always wanted to open up just because I felt that what was missing in the in the industry was was the lack of training. That's what I thought. Yeah. But there's a lot of companies that train. A lot. It's a lot. They call it call it training, whatever. But mm. <laughs> they they call it what it is. Yeah. But I think what separates us is not only just the training aspect, it's who wants it. Oh, no question. I, I agree. And yeah. even when you have these trainings and people don't show up, mm-hmm. okay, cool. It was interesting about you. You may have never showed up. Outside of a couple here and there, yeah. But anytime you needed to get trained, what did you do? What you mean? Call me. Oh no, I definitely picked up the phone. You picked up the phone. Yo, I'm coming over. Coming over. I'm coming over. All I need need is twenty minutes. I need fifteen minutes, and we do crash training on that, and you get it, and you gone. And I and I seen it, and I see you apply it too. Yeah. And and I'm just I'm super proud of you just because of, and I'm gonna say it like this. And I tell the wife this all the time. I said, babe, I don't know what it is about dudes versus women. Mm-hmm. Dudes are a little more reluctant to make a move yeah. on <clears throat> on maybe maybe because I'm a male too. I don't know. But they're a little more reluctant to make that jump to rock out with me, although I know I can help them, yeah. versus a female who's going to just do what they do and, and, and come over and come to learn and do all that kind of stuff. Do you think that's an issue? As far as male and female, I don't know if it is, um, but I'm just saying as a broker, I kind of feel that way. I just wasn't sure and I wanted to talk to the camera to see if I mean, I, I can't 100% say, but if I had to say what it was, I could just, it's just some macho type of you know, testosterone that we got. And it's one of them type of situations. And then, of course, like even for me, like I said, it wasn't an easy transition. I was struggling with making a move and it was more so because of my loyalty, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I had to now separate that from my personal like like my family I had to put them first versus saying look I'm loyal to this person or this situation but I'm who are you more loyal to that situation or are you more loyal to yourself and your family and that's what ultimately helped me make the decision and I think that's what most agents gotta gotta come to grips like if you're not excelling there's something missing like because it's out here for for the given like you just gotta go take it and 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 if you're able to gain more than what you're getting somewhere else and apply it, then like, what's the? I don't understand how how hard that decision can be. Um, so for me, it wasn't it wasn't really a hard decision in regards to what I knew the potential was. But obviously, that loyalty piece came in play. But I mean, I get it, it's tough, and ain't, it's not it's not easy. Um, and I and I think and I think for you too, um, which I think a lot of people tend to uh, miss, um, is holding ourselves accountable. Absolutely, you hold yourself super accountable. Yeah. So whether or not you came to training or not, mm-hmm. you still made it an effort. Like when it was time to go, if I said I'm going to be the best, I'm going to be the best, Mark. I'm ready to go be the best, whatever. Yeah. 
Jay, and I told you, I said, I'm going to give you everything I know. I'm yeah. transparent. You know what I mean? I'm going to give you everything I know. I don't care. I ain't holding nothing back. You know, all that kind of stuff. And that's just, you pay it forward kind of thing. Yeah. But let's take it a step further now. I mean, so so you're you're blossoming in the real estate business. You're doing <clears throat> amazing things. Your first quarter production numbers is almost like five and a half million. Almost, you're almost at six million right yeah. now. And well, the first quarter, second quarter. So so you're on pace to really crush your numbers again, right? Yeah. What what do you love about what you do with the clients that you serve, like what's really what's the kicker that gets you up at five in the morning, yeah. right? Because you wasn't at, I mean, you was up five in the morning on the job too, but you had yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, I had now, to. now you really to, don't have do. to, but yeah. you still do it, right? So, so let's talk about what drives people because that paycheck, yeah, consistently, mm-hmm. is not the same if you don't grind that way as an entrepreneur. So, right. so, so talk to us about, about um, that, that. I think that, it's more about the relationships, man. I think um, you know I thrive in. And knowing that people trust me, you know what I'm saying? And so part of my introduction or my my consultation I had with my clients is the first thing and let them know, like, we got to build trust. You got to trust me and I got to trust you. Mm -hmm. So any information I need to help you to make an informed decision, then we got to be able to trust one another. And I think at that point, once they're able to trust me, which is why I, I feel like my negotiation skills are, you know, A1, and which is why my clients don't be looking for a house for months at a time. Right. Um, it's right. because when I make a recommendation that ultimately it's their choice, they trust what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And then when they see the end game, they like, man, you good. You know right. what I'm saying? Right, so, right, right. They, like, right. For me, you know, I, I literally got a call yesterday from an agent saying, um, I've been an agent for a year, only sold one, had one deal, and she had a client that she wrote eight offers for, been qualified for 500000 I'm like, uh, you need to make, I'm saying, what you offering? She's telling me, I'm like, yeah, it's an adjustment being made. But right. you had a, one of these big name brokerages, right? And you know the broker, I know the broker, right. but they promising they training you mentorship X Y and Z, and you shouldn't have a client out here that long. You right. know what I'm saying? Granted, you might get one or two where you get outbid at X right. Y and Z, but you should if, if you're writing appropriate offers, you should be at the top top of that list on that every time, every time, right? right. And so, right. Uh, but yeah, just just hearing that, hearing that from other people is just like you know it, it, it's giving confirmation that I'm doing something right and yes. I'm moving in the right direction because right. it's it's hard to even navigate the market to where it is mm-hmm. so. You, you got all these agents, but everybody not getting their contracts accepted. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you right. you might got a clientele, but if you don't know how to write the contract, then you, you, you know, it's right. a problem. Now, and, and <clears throat> there's just 50,000 realtors. I talk yeah. about this all the time, man. There's there's 50,000 realtors. I say this all the time. There's, there's 4,000 brokerages, 250 agents sign up every single month to get their real estate license. Yeah. Why? All these people want to hop in real estate <laughs> and yeah. then come on to real estate. And then don't do nothing. Like, I don't understand. I mean, like, they what? think it's an overnight sensation, man. They think, like, you know, I get my license and people going to be like, this. I want you to represent me. Like, nah, it don't work that way. Right. You know what I'm saying? You got you got to build that thing up. Like, it takes time to build. Like, it's not, it's just all like building a house. You got to build that foundation. You got to dig that thing. You got to dig deep. Right. Then you got to dig, dig the foundation. And then you're going up from there. But if you ain't, you ain't putting that work in on the front end and think it's supposed to be given to you on the platter, it, it's, it ain't going to happen. So, and and I, I try to tell people, um, if you're looking to transition from your job, mm-hmm. if you work hard at your job, mm-hmm. or if you don't work hard at your job, yeah. you're going to work 10, 20, 30 times harder as an entrepreneur, period. You should. If you want to stay as an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. If you want to stay, stay in business, Right. right? 
Um, but but the job and the comfort of what they trained us and taught us to go to school, get a good education, go get a good job, work hard, mm -hmm. penny pinch, save your money, yeah. invest in an IRA, invest in a 401k, invest in a mutual fund, and then 30 years down the road, you can retire free. But we realize and know that that don't work no more. Mm. So now, the That's next right. play after you get your real estate license and you become a top producer, now we talk about building wealth is what we talk about here on real estate. So mm -hmm. let people know what things, because I know even you having your own trucking company. Yeah. But yeah, while you have real estate going on, trying to mm -hmm. get that, you still got that going on? You no longer doing the truck? Tell them, nah. I guess, I know because you was nah, doing I some doing stuff. With, you you know, know. I, real estate, like, it, it's taking care of everything for me. Like, I don't even have the time to kind of indulge in, in stuff like that no more. But I think... For me, I was still trying to find my way and make sure that I had a level of protection behind mm -hmm. me, and that's potentially why I did that. But like, I never, I, in my back of my mind, I always wanted to do this. Okay. This is what I always wanted to do. And so, the moment that I felt comfortable enough to have sustainable income and momentum, I was like, I ain't doing nothing else. I'm giving this for everything I got. I don't <laughs> have no plan B no more right now. I got a plan A, and I gotta, I gotta put everything I was putting in from them 5 a.m. mornings till 11, 12 at night. That I was giving DPW Metro. Right. I gotta get real estate that same time. Right. No, that's good. Yeah. And and you here and you got that going on. Yeah. So, where do you see yourself long term? I mean, even with your plans right now, because right now yeah. you <laughs> operating as you know you got your own company. Um, mm -hmm. you you you're doing phenomenal. Yeah. You. Talk to them about just starting your team. I, I don't want to take that away, but nah, you got that going on. Yeah. Um, so talk to us a little bit about, you know, your team aspect and then even where you see yourself going yeah. after the team and all that kind of stuff. Well, I think for me, um, obviously I want to crush, you know, any previous year that production, I want to always elevate from that point. I mean, that's obviously a short-term and long-term goal. Um, obviously, you know, as he noted, I, I just started a team called the DMV Home Team of Own Real Estate, uh, where I got four agents under me now, um, who obviously are flourishing even within that first month. Um, and so, <clears throat> I think long term, I, obviously, I want to be a broker at some point, um, but I wanted to take those steps up, like right at real estate, and I build my team, and then I'll transition hopefully into um, branching off with Own and, and creating another brokerage somewhere else. And so. I mean, you know, I have some other things going on. I own a shopping center in Suitland um, with mm. a couple partners of mine. Nice. Um, and so we're trying to do some things on the commercial side as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, we got we got some things, you know, popping, but we just making sure that we, you know, we handle things the right way. And so we ain't rushing at anything, but, like, yeah. Mm, this is some good stuff, y'all. Yeah, this is yeah. some good stuff. Did you just not hear? Entrepreneur. Yeah. Has his team, does the real estate, has a shopping center, right? Let's talk about even, and, and when we have conversations, Jay and I, we talk all the time. Um, and my thing is a lot bigger than own real estate. Own real estate is just a, a name, brokerage. Mm -hmm. It's the name own real estate is what I'm really focused on bringing and attracting into this office. People yeah. who own businesses, real estate, entrepreneurs, like that's just my passion. I don't want you to just stay here as a realtor. That's not my goal. My goal is to have duplicate Mark as many Mark Blairs as possible. And not only that, let's come together and form some alliances. Yeah. I we talked we was talking last week. We was talking about real estate. Mm -hmm. One of the things we said at the same time was we said we was talking about real estate. We said 
damn, we just got to find a hit. We yeah. said, man, well, you can't find a hit. And we both said that at the same time, just because price points and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, we're focused on our businesses. We're doing a lot of things like that. But again, I see us as growing into some big conglomerate in regards to real estate, yeah. owning some hotels, owning multiple businesses. Yeah, absolutely. Owning, you know, owning multifamilies. Like, and this is what we're talking about doing. But again, it's growing together, building together, mm-hmm. struggle together, you know, laugh, cry. You know, it's a lot of times we point to each other just personally and, yeah, you know, on the business side, you know. Um, but let's let's talk about how how come most people think entrepreneurship is really that easy and don't really have that vision to really or that order the desire to really take it to another level because there's a whole bunch of people with businesses yeah they are but there ain't a lot of businesses that's really flourishing, flourishing you know what I mean because yeah. of the work why is that I really I'll be honest with you I don't even know I, I think I think once you get in it you know there is a transition point where you know you you might jump into something and it may take more than what you expected it to right, take and right. I think some people when they get to that point you're going to make it you got a crossroad you got to make a decision am I going to put more effort into it or I'm going to shy away from it <laughs> and I thrive in that like right. I'm, I, I like challenges you know what I'm saying and I'm, I'm a competitor all my life if you ask any of my friends or family <laughs> I want if I'm on the court I want to check the right. best player on the, on the field I'm talking big trash <laughs> to the best corner I'm, I mean that's just who I am and I'm so like and I, I'm the same way in real estate. Right. When, when Shaylee and Chris yeah. talking that, yeah, they number one, number okay. two. I'm coming for y'all. I'm coming. So and, you came and I came for them. You came and need one on my head. I'm sorry. I had to throw that out there, but yeah, I, I ain't playing okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. right. No, that's and that's and that's the and that's the beauty about sports athleticism, just competition. Um, you love it, you know. And and like I said, man, I just wanted to to just come out for us, chop it up a little bit today. Yeah. Um, just to really get a feel, man. Anything you wanted to ask me a little bit, you know, just so we could get it kind of going on the camera a little bit, you yeah, know. Yeah, for um, sure. For um, sure. You know, just anything, really. I mean, I think for the people, people may want to know how Mark Blake got created. Like, where did, where, did, where did your vision come from and how you got to the point where I know you had that 9 to 5 and then came into entrepreneurship and real estate and all that, so... Let's talk about how you got to where you at and today. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So, so born and raised Bronx, New York boy. Um, graduated Delaware State University in in two thousand, and um, worked for Verizon Wireless. Came mm-hmm. out, but in two thousand, I um I got with a company um called Maxis. Mm-hmm. It was a financial literacy company. So they started to teach about money and finances. That was it. Yeah. They just taught money and finances. They ain't have no real product on it, nothing. Right. It was just stuff. So as I became a student of the money and finances, I started to really enjoy it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, shoot, school ain't never teach me this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? School ain't teach me that the bank was going to take my money, yeah. give me no percent, and then give it to, you yeah. know, my guy Sam right here at 10%. Yeah. Like, I didn't really know that. So when I started to understand that, I said, man, this is cool. So let me start learning it. So I became a student of it. As I became a student of it, I said, you know what, let me go get my real estate license. So I got my license in 03. Okay. 03 to 06, I made a boatload of money. You know what I'm saying? Pushing paper because that's what the market was. Yeah. It was just pushing paper. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just pushing paper and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And then in 2006, when the market tanked, so did my business because I didn't know how to generate business. Yeah. It was just, you had your license. So that whole yeah, get yeah. your license and come find me, that's what it was in 2003. Yeah. You know? But so at that time, but from 2003 to 2006, because I was 
working on, you know, understanding money and finances, I bought an IHOP in St. Croix. You know what I'm saying? So I became part owner of Six Cro- uh, in, in St. Croix, you know what I'm saying, as an IHOP. Yeah. Did that, bought buildings in, in Baltimore City, still had them now, renovated, mm-hmm. flipped property. I was doing all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But every time I did that, every time I invested, yeah. I needed more what? Money. Yeah, no I kept running out of capital, you yeah. know what I mean? So that's when I was like, dag, I keep running out of capital. You know, that's when I was like, dag, I, that's why you got to keep generating business because yeah. when you're investing in stuff like that, and you know, hard money wasn't so big at the Back time then. and all yeah. that kind of stuff, so you really didn't have this. You was really coming out of your own pocket, right? Yeah. Flipping property and all kind of stuff. But then, so 2006 to 2000. 9, 10, when the market kind of got soft and stuff like that, yeah. it was, it was, I was on sideline. But then in 2010, I started to like, you know, let me go holler at Jeremiah. Yeah. Let me see what you doing and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Let me see what kind of, you know, stuff you working on. So right. I, every time I went to go ask somebody what they was working on, they'll give you this. Oh, yeah. They don't, they don't want you to see. They don't want to talk. Man. Right? Yeah, yeah, Everybody yeah. was just covering their back. And I'm like, yeah. ask this guy. Nah, invest $500. This guy, yeah, just put your database together. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you know, shit, this don't sound right. Driving one day, I was at work. Got an email. Top 50 Wall Street Journal best sales trainer. That's my guy. Hashtag Johnny Lowy, man. That's my guy. So Johnny yeah, Lowy Johnny. came in. So his email. And I said, you know what? Let me go take a look and see what's going on. I mm-hmm. sat in his class, did the little pitch. About 20 minutes, yeah. I heard his pitch. I called the wife. I said, babe, I done been to the Jacob Javits Center. I done heard Carlton Sheets. I done heard all these different mm-hmm. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. But this guy right here, <laughs> little, Johnny. little Johnny, what he said, <laughs> yeah. I said, you know what? I'm taking this class. She said, you feeling it? I said, I'm feeling it. Yeah. I said, the only problem is it's from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays for the next 10 and a half weeks. She was like, how you, you had a job. And I had a job. Mm-hmm. So she says, how you going to do that? I said, I'm going to figure it out. So what I ended up doing, Tuesdays and Thursdays for 10 and a half weeks. For the camera, y'all, this is for y'all. On Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I went in the office Early. from 9 a.m. Yeah. to 5 mm-hmm. and did my job. You know what I mean? Talking to my manager. Hashtag Don. What's up, man? <laughs> Talking to my manager and all that. Like, listen, you know, I'm here at work. Monday, Tuesday and Thursdays, gone. Out the office, and I did that for ten and a half weeks. When I was took his class from July to November, normally I probably did about five hundred to five thousand dollars in commissions mm-hmm. a year, right? Minus after before before the two thousand three and two thousand six, I probably made maybe yeah. like thirty forty grand at the time. It was big money for me at 20, yeah. 22 years old, right? I you know, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but at that point, so. So I probably made about five grand on a great. If somebody said, "Hey, Mark, can you buy me a house? Yeah. Oh, can you show me a house? Whatever." Okay, cool. But then July to November, I closed $1.5 million. That year, I ended up making eighty grand. So I'm like, hmm. That was only July to November, right? Mm-hmm. Closed multiple days, did, did, did double closings, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Made about eighty-five k. The next year after that, made $113,000. Mm-hmm. Still working a full-time job. Yeah. The following year after that, almost a quarter million. Now, when I almost hit a quarter million dollars and I still worked a full-time job, that's when I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. So I went to Johnny. I said, Johnny, how come brokers aren't sharing this information? He said, there's two reasons. Number one, they don't know. Or number two, because they're split companies, mm-hmm. if they share that information, all you're going to do is take that information and go leave. Mm-hmm. Because they're a split company, you're going to go keep your money. Absolutely. I said, hmm, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yo, why don't you get a team? I said, hmm. 
That's not my thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Said, ah. He's like, so then why don't you open up office? I said, I could do that. There you go. That's how I opened up the office. So then it was just my goal to just be able to give back. Everything I learned, mm-hmm. push it back. Push yeah. it back to everybody. And that kind of where I'm at now. But ultimately, I want to get back into the real estate investing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And hey, hey, it's the it's the deals. I pay attention to deals all the time. Yeah. And they're not they're not they're not they're not pretty for me. They're not friendly, yeah. <laughs> everybody everybody's running out here doing it. It's not pretty for me. Yeah. The money that I'ma spend on those is not the same money that we spending. I'm not gonna do it. Y'all can do it, y'all enjoy it. I can analyze a deal and it just like y'all can, but I'm not gonna spend my money there. I'm gonna wait. And I'm keep gonna store. I'm gonna store. I'm gonna store. And when the time permits, yeah, I'm gonna be able to strike. There you go. You know, and that's yeah. just how I'm playing. So okay. ultimately, we just grinding on the business because businesses is what's gonna pay those bills. Businesses is what's gonna do it. The onesie twosie real estate is cool. It looks sexy, but you gotta grow a company. No question. You know what I mean? You gotta grow a company. So no that's question. where we at, man. And I just that's wanted to, up, you know, give my man a shout out. That's you know, up. got my man Jeremiah in here. Listen, come follow us on Real Estate Global. Tell them, matter of fact, tell them how they can follow you. Yeah, absolutely. So my IG is Jeremiah DMV Realtor. Uh, my Facebook is, what is it? Jeremiah Realty Group on Facebook. So that's Jeremiah DMV Realtor on IG and Jeremiah Realty Group on Facebook, man. So holler at your boy. Check my production out. Um, I'm great at what I do, and it speaks for itself. So, man. Um, let's keep making it happen, man. Here on real estate, man. My man Mark Blair, best broker in the business, man. Come holler at him, man. For BX, sure. y'all, you already know, man. Yeah. BX in the building. It's my man Jay down here at the DMV side, DC side of things. Yeah. Listen, on real estate, we're here to change lives. Got my top producer in the building right here, mentor trainer. We even talk about the leadership side of things. Uh, we you know what I'm saying? We, we, <laughs> we, didn't even, we didn't even talk about the leadership side of things, but he is a leader in the office right now. He is helping you guys. Reach the goals that he ended up reaching. Yeah. Actually, we actually pointed to you guys. But you guys, if you got any issues with anything that you're going through, questions, concerns, whether you're with the brokerage or not, give us a call. We'll love to have a conversation with you. You can follow us at Own Real Estate on Facebook. You can get at us at Own Real Estate Global on Instagram. And then, of course, you can get us at YouTube. But you sure. can also holler at me. I'm at IamMarkBlair.com. That's my website. Yeah. You can get me at MoneyCoachMB on Instagram and Mark Blair on Facebook. Catch you guys in a minute. Peace. Did he die? It sounded like he died. It stopped. The recording limit met at the exact time as he said peace. Oh, that's crazy. That's dope. What if, how long do I record?